Welcome to Rap In Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap In Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. And how are you today, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm feeling good, you know. Uh, you know, nice. Yeah. yeah, man, it's getting nice outside again. Yeah, man. Um, I caught, I went to, this past week was nice for me, too. Actually, these these past two weeks, I took two weeks off work, um, which is which is crazy, crazy amount of time. First week, I just did like a bunch of adult shit. You know, I'm working on getting my permit now. Finally, so right? now some of these albums can hit different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the albums I like listening to, I always get told, you know, they sound better in a whip, and I'm a no. Sure, sure enough, soon mm-hmm. enough, and um, so I took the permit test online and. You know you can take it online now? Did you know that? I got... I mean, you got your license, like, was, ages I, ago. I was 16 when I got my license. Yeah, so, like, I mean... I got they, my license 20 years ago. So, they let you take it They let you take it online now. And um, when you take it online, your FaceTime camera comes on to record you to make sure that you're not cheating. Then, really? Yeah, yeah. So, I was in a coffee shop, and my light on my computer literally turned red because it started recording me. And I was like fuck so i failed the first time so in the second time it was like oh like you gotta wait six hours so i waited six hours um i think i I just did it the next day whatever studied a little bit i still cheated a little bit because i had like another tab open so like every now and then i would just look and then i'll like type it in but safe to say like i'm one step closer to being official out here okay um and then you know did some other shit too Went and got my teeth clean. I got my eyes checked and um, went outside. Yeah, I did like a bunch of, I did a bunch of shit that I just been putting off. And then I went to Detroit to go see my mom, see my brother. Shout out to Z. Uh, Hang on my mom's new boyfriend. Mama's new boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, I never liked you niggas. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be Jody. So I gave. I gave him a shot. Um, we went out. We went out for breakfast and um. You know, he seems he seems okay. Like he, you know, I'm still she's trying to push the marriage idea on me. And I'm just like, I mean, you know, at this point, like you grown, like whether I approve or not, it's gonna happen if you wanted to. So you just gotta embrace it when they at that stage. So um I think for me, I was just like, yo, like listen, like my mom is very, very sweet on you. You know, you guys seem to seem to have hit it off really well. And I was saying this in front of my mom and she's just like looking at me. It felt like I was the parent. Like it, it felt weird because I was sitting across from them. We was at some breakfast spot sitting across from them. They both just looking at me. And like as I was talking to him, my mom is like just eating, like not even looking at me. And um, <laughs> and and I'm like, you know, you got like she's sweet on you, and I like the energy that you guys have together, and um, you know, this glow that she has is great, and I want you to maintain that and talk to each other. Like, if there's ever any, he's like, yeah, no, um, if there's any issues, I let her know. Like, if she ever has a problem with me, to talk to me or whatever. And I was like, 
okay, I can deal with that. And then I asked him a bunch of questions that I needed to <laughs> you know. You interrogated him? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I didn't I didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't want it to come off like I was interrogating him though. Like I, I just wanted him to I was trying to get to know him, but it was like a speed round because yeah, you, you I only have had but so much good. time. So I was just asking him a bunch of shit. And he, you know, he answered and it seemed like he was genuine and honest. Um but we'll see how it goes. She's really, really happy, and she's just talking to me about. She's talking to me about about shit that she's never talked to me about before. So this is different for her. Mm. Like even about traveling. Like my mom don't don't travel. She don't go nowhere. She just works and goes home. And that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, she's talking about traveling. She's talking about going to. She's like, yeah, we want to go to Jamaica, and I'm like, what? All right, I support that. Nice. But yeah, so um, spent that time out there. As you saw, like I went, I did like some touristy stuff. I Good. went to Motown Museum. Finally, bro. Yeah, Finally. yeah. I went to Motown Museum, but the the museum out there is um, it's it's interesting because we're so used to walking into museums just when we want and just paying the fee, whatever, and just walking around. But this one, this one, you have to be in a tour group. So you go and they give you hours where you can tour. So like. They gave us the time, the time span, and was like, we was like, we can't just walk in. I was with my friend, my um, friend from high school, Ashley. She's like, yeah, we can't just walk in, and they was like, no, like you have to be in a tour group, and we walk you guys around and tell you what you're looking at. And it was like, we don't have time for that. Like Rush we just want. Rush thought it was a trap museum, like Ti shit. Yeah, or they like bumpers <laughs> just walk around, say whatever the fuck they wanted to. Yeah. Or at the very least, like the fucking Momo or how we treat the Whitney out here, where we just walk in, you know. Um, Oh, bro, you gotta think like it's a it's a smaller city. It's like that in mm-hmm. Atlanta too. If you go to Dr. King's house, ah, uh, yeah, okay. So I get that. I like, get that. Like those are historical landmarks, and like unfortunately, because of the neighborhoods that those places are in, like they are, uh, they, people will vandalize. Them. Yeah, so that's true. You kind of can't trust your own people. In that yeah. sense. unfortunately, it's, unfortunately, it sucks. But. Yeah, and there's like really nice houses in the area too. Like, uh. Like it's crazy that like you you'll leave out of the Motown Museum and you look across the street and you just see a regular house, fence, everything, and you just think to yourself like, "Yo, Barry Gordy was right across the street from your house, like mm-hmm. with the fuck with the Supremes." Like, of, nah, bro, think about that. Like, think about what some of those people in that neighborhood probably have seen that mm-hmm. like we'll never know about because obviously musicians are crazy. Yeah. So think so about they all see, the think about all the crazy shit. Think about like all the think about all the time Smokey Robinson's wife wife. Had to run in there and fight a woman that he was cheating on <laughs> with. Yeah, man. Um, I thought about all that, all that type of shit, and like because there's just it's really in a normal ass neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's a super normal neighborhood, and a, just a bunch of touristy shit happens just at that house. And all of that magic came out of that one little house. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, and it had a bunch of memorabilia, so I de- I definitely have to go back. Um, but what about you? What what uh what was this past week like for you? I know you guys. So, uh, um, if you guys don't know, I'm I'm an actor on Law and Order. I'm a cop in the squad room. Mm-hmm. Law and Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Law and Order. Um, and so we wrapped. So this week was the last week of filming. So we wrapped. So we found out that we are renewed for season 25. So that's good. So yeah, yay mm-hmm. for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like more paychecks. So that was good news. And then we found out that um, one of the main characters, Kelly Giddish, is coming back. So that's pretty cool. Oh shit! Okay. So she came back and like um, it was funny because obviously it was announced she was leaving the show. So in the same season, basically she 
she she had like we had like a whole going away party for her, like a whole goodbye and everything like mm-hmm. that. And then like they got her gifts, y'all. Like none, <laughs> like that shit was just hilarious to me. Like they did all this farewell shit and she still and came she's in coming and back. They brought her back. Like I don't know if it was like a ratings thing. I don't know if they didn't like the new people that they brought in, but that shit was pretty interesting. I could see that being a ratings or like just maybe they pay attention to I'd imagine a show that big, they pay attention to social media just to see what the traction is like when somebody leaves. Bro, it was it wasn't even like I want, I want to say it, was, it hasn't even been that many months, but like it's very, I was like, I mean, I like Kelly. She's very nice. She's very nice to everybody on the show and everything like that. Everybody's nice, but mm-hmm. I thought that was her. Like, she had a legit going away part. That, that wasn't planned. It wasn't no shit like, but it was like, yeah, we don't know. Like, nah, it was, thanks for your services, you know, good Farewell, luck. Farewell, good luck. luck. In your, in your future <laughs> endeavors. And, is she back? They brought her ass right on back. They say, hey, bring that ass here, girl. That's mad funny. Um, yeah, but, you know, like me, I just I just worked a lot. And during this time, I've been miserable because we haven't been recording. But we back now. So yeah. Back here to uh, talk to y'all about some music. But um, also, while we've been going, a lot of stuff has happened. Yeah. Uh, Transpired. What you, what, you, uh, what you had in mind? <laughs> There's, like, a lot. A lot happened. I mean, I... For one, like, uh, and I mean, I, I guess this is kind of on topic. What's up with Jim Jones? Bro. Well, it's funny you bring that up because, I mean, obviously, well, you guys don't know. But today we're getting into a Jim Jones album. Um, I like I like where he's at right now. I like where he's at. I like where, yeah. I like where he's at right now. I like where he's at right now because he's, he's staring the pot. His conversation. And then also, if for people that aren't familiar with how Jim Jones speaks... I feel like that's just how he talks. When he's passionate about anything, it might sound more harsh than... It's like how the casual listener doesn't know how Joe Budden speaks and how he sounds super passionate and hateful and spiteful about certain shit. And he's not. He's just talking, right? And with uh, with Jim, which I think what you're referring to is like these series of clips that keep coming out with him and um, on Rap Caviar, I think. Rap Caviar is him, Jinx. Yeah, shout um, out to Jinx. Damn, I forgot the other gentleman's name. Guys, name he's pretty, he's pretty prominent on social media. I just can't mm-hmm. think of his name right now. But it's two other gentlemen on Rap Caviar, and I guess the most jarring, the two most jarring things to me was uh, we already talked about the the him and Jay Z thing, but him saying that Pusha T doesn't belong in the top fifty was yeah. wild to me. Um, I just I was just shocked. I was like, damn. And then I got realized like people from Harlem. I'm from Harlem, and I know people from Harlem just think that like. Nobody like they they think like nobody dresses better than us. Everything that we do like mm-hmm. is like the trendsetters, and I understand I understand it. Like I get it, but it's like it's it's just like now. Push has been really quiet since um since this shit came out. You think he's gonna say anything? Yeah, he's gonna say something to the rap. Like around album time, because it's because it's like you don't know the frustrating thing with Jim Jones is, is that he is no there's no there is no back and forth on wax. Yeah. It's he sees you at Prime 112 in Miami and there's fisticuffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'll also even let you guys in like on another like little like tidbit. Like they have common people in their circles. Oh, okay. Pusha T fucks with a lot of Harlem niggas that yeah. fuck with Jim Jones. Yeah. So that's interesting. So behind the scenes. And it may, maybe, maybe like it's Jim, like maybe they friends and Jim are just poking fun at them. Yeah, yeah. But it was some, he was using some very like Direct, yeah, yeah direct words, un- yeah, unfriendly words. some very unfriendly words. But again, I I think that's just chalked up to like how he speaks about shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you like 
the history of this pod, guys, like I've talked about how I feel about Pusha T. Um, I don't hate Pusha T. I don't. I don't hate Pusha T. I know. I like Pusha T. I have have clips of you saying very nice things. Yes. Thank you. I actually almost did it to you, but I was like, you know what? I almost did it. I, I, I actually compiled clips. Of you praising Pusha T and saying how great some of his music I is. Like, exactly. So I like Pusha T, but I can be very constructive, right? So when I listen to Push, I listen to him from a certain angle where I compare him to other coke rap that I like and that I enjoy. It's not that Pusha is just coke rap, you know? That's the majority of his content, but it's not that he's just that. When I listen to Push, um, I just don't feel like I'm getting the full essence of what I need. I don't know why. It just always feels incomplete, and I've been saying that for years. Always feels incomplete. I feel like you just do it to spite me. No, I've been I've been pretty consistent with that. Like, yeah, it's but just, I mean, it's, it's been consistent. Like in our friendship, I, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's out of spite. Nah, man, that's that's a that's years and years. You think I'm not spite? Like that's over ten years of of just spite. That's what you think I've been doing? I, I just think you just nah, kick out man, of it. Cause nah, because you, you know how you worked up about shit. Nah, man, life. I like push. It's just that, and I said this in our in our chats the the other day. And I'm not as active in our comic book chat, but shout out shout out to my guys. Um, but I had time that day, and I was just yeah. And, like, I, and I saw I was, I was, scary, <laughs> I like, saw, I was like, I was good with you. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I was like, like, yo, never talking this. Chat. I was posted up at the post office too. It, that's why it was so funny. I was oh, at the so post office, time, right? and I was. It was a long ass line, and I was. And these guys was just going in about Pusha T, and they were saying how um they was talking about Jim Jones or whatever in the top fifty, and I was like, yo, low key Jim is cooking. He's saying he's saying some shit now. Whether or not the top 50, I can't debate that part of it. I'm just talking about the wording because I haven't actually listed my top 50. I know you did. Yeah, I you did. You listed it. your top 50. I did. It. I haven't actually listed mine. I wouldn't doubt that Pusha would make my top 50. I just would have to list it, and that's a lot of work. Um, it's, it's not as hard as you. I'll be honest with you. I was, I was pretty intimidated to do it, but it's not as intimidating as you think. I'm going to keep the stack with you. Yeah. But so what I okay so let me name what I didn't like in the debate. What I didn't like that I saw people doing was they was taking like Jim Jones's criticism. They was taking that as an opportunity to knock Jim Jones as a rapper and to knock his catalog. When two things can be separate, he can just be he's a fan of rap and he can just be sharing his opinion. It doesn't mean that he's saying his albums are better than Pushes. He right. he's just a fan of rap. Well, yeah, he's just he, speaking he, as he, a, he didn't he didn't list himself. Yeah, so I, I give Jim that. He he's just he's just talking about rap, and it's just like, bro, like you guys don't have to group in these two things. Like it's separate. You don't have to talk about Jim Jones as a rapper in order to hear his opinion. Like it's just that shit. It was just irrelevant to me, and I kept seeing that. Okay, Rage. But I say all that to say this today, actually, because this is actually a good lead in into the album that we're doing today. Um. Today we're getting into Jim Jones's second studio album, um, titled Harlem. Di- I got one other chatty thing to ask before that. What's up? Do you think that he's jealous of Cameron and Mace's new new Kendall's friendship? Absolutely. I think I I don't know if he's jealous, but I know he he probably feels away. Well, I guess that could be jealousy. Yeah, he feels away. He feels, he feels away. away. And it's been so many years, and they seem like they never fell off. Like the chemistry is just like. Strong. Well, I think that there's a difference. You know how there's like levels of friendship with some of your friends? Where like some of your friends, like you like tolerate things, like 
and like you guys can like do things and like nothing to really like affect it, the bond or whatever like that. But then like you could tell like like even like when like how Mace handles like their beefs. Like with with him and Mace, like they argue like they're equal. Yeah. But when he when he when he gets in his bag with Jim Joe, Jim Joe, Cameron is the only person I've never heard Jim Joe disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Like he always kinda like comes from like a, a position like, yo, I, I know that you put me where I'm at, like mm-hmm. I know my place, but like, yo, come on, like, stop this. Yeah, yeah. And then Jimma just like, you know, he'll say like slick shit, but like, he won't ever like be like, yo, tell Cam I said suck my dick. Like, yeah, he, that'll, that'll yeah never, he's not. He's not. Yeah, you're right. There's calibers. There's levels yeah, to, to there's disrespect. There's levels to it, and yeah. it just is. It's just you, like, very unique to me because I'm just like, damn. Like, you watch that that um that it is what it is show with Cam and Mace. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, with Cam and um Cam and Mace, and like. And look like I'm just like I'm like yo, we've been robbed mm-hmm. of, of some amazing of content. content. Yeah. Like them performing together. Yeah. Them, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can like tell, like, okay, like Mace absolutely know. I mean, Cameron absolutely knows Mace is, is his equal. It's an amazing show. Yeah, it's great. You think um you think it's on it's on like ESPN and all of them, you think it's on their radar, like they're watching to see like I think I think if they take out like some of the stuff that like the like certain things that they say like it won't rock. Oh yeah. Well I mean I mean as far as like I don't mean as far as like um I think I guess what I mean is do you think it's on their radar like as far as you know something that's coming up that they need to be aware of? I don't I don't think so, but I'll say this much. I think on inside the NBA, because Shaq is just that kind of person, he would like like lean over to Ernie and be like, Hey, check this out. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, these Two, these two guys, friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Um, but no, I think, and, and you're right. I think, um, I think what they have right now is dope. And I think, are they are they exclusively with Revolt now, or are they working on a deal? I they, I believe like Cam working on a deal because he keeps having meetings with Puff, which was actually really funny because the other night, um, they posted a video together and Cam's fly was down. Yeah. So and then Mace they reported yeah, most like like and I, and I was like, oh, this is a crazy AO right mm-hmm. here. But I'm like, as much as these guys play the pause game, Mace was like, I did not give you permission to have your zipper down. Yeah. And somebody was like, Oh, you mad to see what your ex? And I was like, <laughs> Yo. <laughs> That's insane. Um, but I think them being with Revolt actually will have them keep the essence. Like, just, they, they will keep the essence Revolt's of the show. Not, nah, they will, but mm-hmm. Revolt is just not on enough channels. No, it's if not. I, if I'm Cameron, I just focus on YouTube. Personally. Yeah, yeah. I think on YouTube, like, on some everyday struggle shit mm-hmm. um, for, for sports would be fire. Just maintain that and just hope, do it. And hope they maintain that. make it in the studio um, enough days and stuff like that because I think that's also, like, a, a thing, like, because, like, now, like, they doing it for the love, but, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to get to the studio. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I think that's day, that's, that's da- daily shit. Yeah, like, you know, like right now, like they. I think they do it weekly now. Yeah, it's something like weekly, like, yeah. and, it, and it still works because mm-hmm. it's like they still have moments that go viral and shit. Mm-hmm. But like Cam, like Cameron and Mario Chalmers having like this back and forth, years. where it's gonna be, is it gonna be a game? Is it not? Like, is it you know? But we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we can get into this album. So, um, Jim Jones. Harlem, Diary of a Summer, came out in 2005. Um, it was Jim's second studio album. Um, it uh, was led by the single Baby Girl. Yep. And then also it had a pretty big single. The follow-up single was Summer with Miami featuring Trey Songs, which peaked at number 78 on the charts. 
um, which isn't like big, but like at that time, that was a success for for Jim. Yeah. Um, and especially with him not being taken that seriously as a rapper yet, because everybody was still kind of, you know, not kind of, but they was definitely still championing Cam. Um, you had uh, some some producers on here. You had the Troublemakers. You had uh, Pete Rock, Duke Productions, uh, Develop, Zurich. Uh, and then you had some features on here. You got Max B, of course. You got Jewels, J.R. Ryder, Hell Rail. Um, and Denise Weeks, 40 Cal, Paul Wall, Puff. Got, yeah. How do we feel about this album overall? How do you feel about it? Um, I like really, really live with this album, so... This is like uh, you know, this was the first summer I was I was in college and um like I was like obsessed with like moving back to New York <laughs> because it was so fun to be outside at that time mm-hmm. and like all of it, like like everything was changing the way we was dressing. It it was like a combination thing. The way we were dressing was changing, um, the way the music was sounding was changing because like the South was like on the come up. This was like the bubbling of the South about to mm-hmm. take over, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, so that summer, it was just like, it was, it was basically like I was, I was, a, I was, uh, an adult. I was on my own. I was mm-hmm. out the house and I remember like hearing this, this album so much, especially because of where I'm from. Um, it was like amazing. And then on top of that, I don't know why, but everybody, like all of my friends in Atlanta loved everything that, that was dips at anything. So this album also got a lot of spins in Atlanta as well, believe it or not. Mm. So, you know, and like Jim Jones, like a lot of people, especially this project. So when Jim Jones got opened up somewhere in Miami, remember that was right after Jay-Z had retired mm-hmm. and, you know, he made the song, the, the opening verse with Dear Summer. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, these are absolutely shots at, at Jay-Z. So, and that was, like, after, like, Cameron had, like, left Rockefeller. But this is before Cameron made You Gotta Love It with Max B. Mm-hmm. So, Cameron was, like, like I mean, so the fact that, like, Jim Jones, of all people, decided to take shots at Jay-Z. And, and he kept going and going until his next project where he got balling and it was such a big song that Jay-Z remixed it and responded. Yeah. Basically put Jim Jones on the map. But, mm-hmm. like... Don't like, but back to this album. This album was just—it was just like the audacity of Jim Jones to even speak Jay Z, like or insinuate he's going at Jay Z was yeah. insane. Yeah, because we all knew that he wasn't like we was like, yo, that's Cam's man, mm-hmm. and like you know he learned how to rap from Cam and Mace. Mm-hmm. But still, who the fuck does he think he is? Yeah, yeah. it was we audacity. Yeah. Um, and I think and I and I shared that sentiment too, where it was like, yo, Hove, Hove was Hove, and like yeah. he. You know, Hove had Jay retired and quote unquote retired in 2003. Um, and then 2006 was Kingdom Come. But Jim was the person that would like take every chance to disrespect Jay Z. Mm-hmm. And that shit, and that shit was just unfathomable, unfathomable, yeah, right. especially at that time where he's like in his years of like just praise and respect mm-hmm. for this nigga to be coming out and being like, how you making songs like 30 something? And you damn near forty, yeah. and you on, when you on the beach with Chancletas, like he just he was disrespectful, and it was like, yo, I never heard nobody talk about Jay like this. Saying he can't dress, yeah. Saying he looks like like Pee Wee Herman. Saying he an old ass man, yeah. and he kept calling him old head, and um, 
And then you could tell it really got under Hov's skin because nobody nobody used to talk to him like that. Yeah. And him even I remixing like Dash was feeding him jokes. Yeah. Him, <laughs> even, him even remixing um We Fly High was crazy. It's like, bro, you responding to Jim Jones? Like yeah. it's crazy. And then Jim was smart because um he did a response to the response. Yeah. So he was like, yo, every time they play it in the club, they gotta play him and then they gonna play mine. Yeah. And, and then the Giants made it their fucking theme song that, that year they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Bro, it just didn't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim Jim was on fire. And this was like, um, this was the calm before the storm for Jim Jones, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So for the album itself, at that time, as far as how I feel about it. So this is the year that I graduated high school. Um, I graduated earlier that year because this came out in August. Um, but... I was familiar with the big songs on here. Like, you know, you had Harlem. Harlem was big. I heard that I heard that often. I heard the What You've Been Drinking on more than anything because I had Puff and I had Paul Wall. And Paul Wall was everywhere in 2005. Have you seen Jaja lately? No. I have not. That's it? That's that's all you got? <laughs> how, is, how is Jaja looking right now? Should I Google this? It's just well, I mean, it's not. I guess it, it's in hindsight. It's just that one. I didn't. I didn't know. Like I knew that. I knew that Jaja was um, a part of the um, the community, but I didn't know oh. that like she. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't know that like she was so hardcore. Like I didn't know. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. Wow, she looked like young she MA. Like, she Yeah, she dressed like Stoop from the Y. Yeah. I didn't know that she was like that. Holy shit! I didn't know that she was like. Like that. Like, when I'm saying like that, y'all, I'm not saying that, like, she was lesbian. I knew that she was a lesbian. I didn't know that, like, she dressed like a tomboy. Because she was dressing, like, very, like, girly. Yeah. At that time back then. So, I was just like, yo, what the fuck happened? Wow. Like, lately, you know, that just threw me off. You know, seeing that from, like, where, like, you remember her, like, when we, when she first dropped and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She was, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I'm yeah. glad she's doing okay. Yeah, she's doing good, man. She's still making music. I think, I think her and Jim Jones don't get along, but. Mm. Shit happens. Um, so as far as into the fold of this actual album, um, are there any standouts for you? <sighs> I actually I actually wrote down my favorites and my and my dislikes. Okay. Um my diary, G's up, Harlem, Ride with Me, Someone with Miami, Penitentiary Chances, Baby Girl, and Confront Your Babe. Are the songs that like are like standouts for me? Mm. Um, songs like "Confront Your Babe" with Max B on the hook are just very memorable to me because like that was just something that like um, a lot of like me and my friends at home just really enjoyed about Max B, and I mm-hmm. think like that's something that like uh, Wiz Khalifa has touched on mm-hmm. as far as like him like becoming like a big him and currency becoming like big Max B fans. Mm-hmm. The melody that he had on, on on some of these songs, like as far as like the hooks, was amazing. I think. I think that Heaven Jim Jones probably would have like been able to like give us like amazing, amazing music if they didn't fall out. But I just think that um, Jim Jones was just extremely a, a, an ambitious person, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of things that he didn't understand about music and like where he's in the, about the music industry and where he stood. Mm-hmm. And I think that like you know certain business decisions that he made was bad, and then Max B was doing a lot of things out of desperation because he was fighting for his life in jail. And put him in a bad predicament, and I I think he made the mistake of thinking that because him and Jim was friends, Jim was going to look out. 
that wasn't the case. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry being long-winded, y'all, but it's just that I know a lot of information. <laughs> so <laughs> I just be trying to like share with y'all what I know. <laughs> um, I think as far as, so for me, uh, there's really not much on this album that I enjoyed. Um, so G's Up is amazing. Mm-hmm. Love G's Up, love the beats, produced by Pete Rock, um, which was very surprising for me to see, actually. I don't think I knew that until I was listening to this album again. Oh, even that, that opening sample. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was uh, Dionne Warwick, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this, uh, this, this song, or that song, was great, but then this was also around the time that the locks were beefing with 50. Yeah. And, um, and D-Block did this over. Mm-hmm. They rapped over G's up and called it D's up. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. But that that was amazing. They, it was a great song. Um, <laughs> it's a this is crazy. It's a crazy title. Like how you call it that? Um, I mean, I get it. Like back then, I didn't think about it like that. But I get it. You know, D. I'm I'm guessing he means D block. I want to believe. I want to believe he's talking about D block when he say that. Right, um, but it was a great freestyle. I still remember um, crazy. Uh, the the call him forty cent now because he dropped that dime. That was over. That shit was what a time, what a time. Um, and then so G's up stands out to me on this album. And uh, what else? Harlem, obviously. I said summer with Miami. Tupac joint is dope. Tupac Joint is a great closure to the album. I like Tupac Joint. As much as you hate Tupac, you hate the Outlaws, I'm shocked. I like Tupac Joint. Because it's like, and then there's a song on here that that Hell Row outshines them on. Oh, Oh, Penitentiary Chances. Penitentiary Chances, absolutely. Penitentiary Chances, I was like, oh shit, like Hell Row went off on this. Bro, I'm going to tell you something else. If somebody would have told me in 2005, all of the things that that we have seen that have transpired within Dipset from... The video of Hell Row getting into the fight at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. From um, what happened with Jimmy at Rucker Park and like First Montana put out the video, right? Mm-hmm. Um, him getting into the beef with Max B. Him and Cam having so many fallouts. Mm-hmm. Like, like all of these things. Like him signing to Rock Nation and mm-hmm. being around Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody would have just told me like all of these different things, right? I wouldn't have believed them. If somebody would have told me that, like, Joel Santana, like, you know what I'm saying, like, he would be at where he's at. Like, he's not standing next to Wayne. It's big. Like, if, in 2005, when this, when I'm talking about timestamp. Yeah. In August of 2005, when this project dropped, when I bought it, mm-hmm. if you would have told me all of these things are going to happen in, like, the next, like, 20 years, I'd be like, yo. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, nah, you don't believe Because these niggas, they were, they were so, like, they was a unit. Like, it, yeah. it, they felt like a unit. It felt like. I think, and that goes to speak for that time frame of rap too, and in every region. So like with them, we're over here, Dipset was very much a unit. G Unit was very much a unit. Um, shit, D Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> um, like all these, all these people, they like all moved together, and it and it felt real. It felt authentic. Um, and now there's a lot of separation. You know, you still got Jim. Um, that I feel like he cares about rap. I feel like his ear only refined from this time frame. Cause now, years later, you got to see him as like an engineer, or like mm-hmm. years later, it came out that of like how involved he was with the process. Yeah. Um. And people didn't really know that, and I think they respected him more, like off mm-hmm. of that. I think I think the thing that um, that he benefited from is that he was a fan first. Mm-hmm. 
And for him being a fan and like actually, like I'm, I bet you that he could probably like sequence like a hell of a mixtape. Hell yeah, all, like, you know, yeah. and all like projects. And I just think like he had like that gift, and he was able to, he was able to like just figure it out and like know he like he knows what a good album sounds like. Yeah, and that's why like his projects are always so like solid to me. Like from the beat selection. From the people that he chooses to like work with, yeah, like he obviously has like an eye for talent as well, like because like him making sure that like you know like him get grabbing a Max B, mind you, nigga like Cameron and Max B, like they know each other like for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Max B is from Cameron's block. Cameron, you know what I'm saying? Like he worked with him, but like Jim was like the one that was like, "Yo, we gonna make you the next one." Like, yeah. You know? So it's like Jim has that vision, and, and it's happened a couple other times. Just that like certain things just don't happen right with the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So. Jim has an eye for things and he understands things a lot better than, than some people who are actually like musicians. Yeah. He understands it from the from both sides of the street. So I think I think he doesn't get that that um, that do where he should. Yeah. I think um I think he doesn't come up enough in the conversation. You know how in rap, at least in the later years, um, people like to talk about like, oh, this person's ear for beats is this and that, and they always say Ross. Yeah. Or they say game. I hear people say game. Or they say Fat Joe. I've heard people say Fat Joe. Um, Jim doesn't come up in that conversation because people don't respect him as much as a rapper. But I think he don't care about that. I think he wants to be respected more as, you know, the engineer, the guy that, like, puts shit together. But then he raps because he knows how to sound and how to compliment yeah, Jim it. Jim just, just be at, on, on the receiving end of unfortunate situations. Mm-hmm. And it always kind of, like, bites him in the ass in the long run. So Yeah. But I I do like that from this album. Um, he took himself more serious as a rapper. I think like in the later years, like his project with Harry Fraud, the Jim Jones. I mean the uh, the Gangsta Grills that he dropped was solid. That track with Migos in particular, mm-hmm. like that came on my shuffle ironically recently, and I was like, damn, like this is good. And I know he's involved with the process. Um, but back into the fold of this album. A lot of the, a lot of the production is just so fucking. It's so dated. Um, like on Jimmy. Okay. Right. Okay. The production is just fucking wrecked. Like it, it, it's terrible. It's it's funny that you say that because it's like yeah, like there's certain beats that Jim will pick and you just be like you listen to it and it's like oh this is yeah this is very dated and like all right cool I get it like I feel like Jim's like one of the last rappers to do the name songs. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like Which I, I used to really like. I yeah. used to really like the name I songs. To, I used to love that shit too. Mm-hmm. But like you could tell like, all right, I see I see see Jim don't like he he just wants to put his name in the hat of the name songs. Yeah. And it just didn't work for him. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, that beat is like terrible. That beat is terrible. Um fucking We just balling is terrible. Uh what you've been drinking on actually made me uh wish <laughs> that that Puff was involved more with this album. It would have been way better if Puff was involved. Because he's Jim on this song. I know, but Jim couldn't afford him, and Jim wasn't nice enough at that time for Puff to just, hey, and I mean, to executive produce it for free, like how he did with Dip. Okay, I get that. Like, oh, I he get... executive uh, Nip shit for free? Mm-hmm. That's fire. They had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. They want no money. That's fire. Um, or maybe he just didn't feel like Jim shit. He was like, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knows how it looks yeah. that he's involved on a Harlem album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the look, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I feel like that's pretty much it on this album that I like. Jeez, um, there's three or four songs on this album that I like. Um, I think it's all right. So for me, the way the album starts off, 
was pretty strong, mm-hmm. in my opinion, especially the way it was sequenced. Like you got you get the intro, then you get the phone call from Zeke, right? Wait, you like that intro? The intro first song, the record, yeah. That intro is terrible. Like it's, I guess what well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, like I said, it take it's it's like a nostalgia thing or whatever. Like okay. That. Like, I, I I respect you saying that it's not good, but I'm just telling you. For me, I understand if so. Like, I don't, I won't even argue with you. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> ironically, Pac's version is great for the um for the Above the Rim soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Amazing, fire, fire. So y'all can leave me alone with the Pac shit because I can be objective. I can say shit. I can recognize when shit is dope. It just be a lot of shit that I don't like. Son, I just, I just like, I, I cannot believe of all the songs in this project. That's the one. That's funny. But yeah. So in 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 a way, it's sequencing and it goes into that, right? So it goes. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think, like, damn, like, all right, cool. My diary, these phone call, she's mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Amazing. To me, that's an amazing way to start it off, especially like you know, like I said, um, my friend Eli at the time he had just got his G thirty five coupe. And like we were literally just driving around Harlem and shit. Like it just it was a good feeling. It was yeah. a pretty cool feeling, whatever. Like, yeah. Feeling like, like, all right, cool. He's in his 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 G thirty five Infinity Coupe, and we like we riding around trying to like meet girls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was a good feeling. Good feeling. Yeah. Like, with probably dazzle belts. <laughs> oh, you had one. Oh yeah. What was that belts. shit? What was it called? The um, what was that belt called that everybody used to wear around their necks and shit? I didn't do that. But I had a bedazzle belt. I had I had Robin Jeans. I forgot the name of that shit. But yeah. I had Robin Jeans. I had True Religions. I, I had Bootcut True Religions, Bootcut Robin Jeans, Citizens, uh, uh, Citizens, Rocket Republics. Did you have the rhinestones on your um on your on your Yankee fitted? I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do that. Like, I'll guess I guess like for me the belt was enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I like I was I, I one thing I will say is like I've <clears> always <throat> been the same way with like with my hats, particularly like I don't like to put extra things like on them that like can like fall out because mm-hmm. it looks stupid. Like yeah. when the rhinestone falls out, it looks crazy. Missing, it looks it's crazy. over. Yeah. So I, I didn't do that, but now nah, there's a lot of things. I was doing like the, the V-neck white t-shirts. Oh yeah, I yeah. Thought yeah. That I started doing fitted shirts. You know, when, when I had a little less jiggler, things tight up here. Did you do, did like you do that. the um? Did you do the rosaries? I didn't do the rosaries because I had I had a real chain, so okay. I didn't do rosaries yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I didn't do rosaries. Uh, what else I did? It's it's a few other things I didn't do, but yeah, I was absolutely wearing black Nike boots in the in the dead middle of summer with some <laughs> with some with some um, Robin jeans on. I didn't do the I didn't do the the bike chain. Okay. The, I didn't do the wallet chain. Yeah, the wallet chain. Yeah, I, cause I didn't see the necessary part of that. But like, there's yeah. like there's certain elements that I that I actually liked. There's certain elements that I just couldn't get jiggy with. But like, yeah, it's, it's a, there's a lot of things that I got. I took a kin to from from Jim. I, I used to. I think more so my my fashion sense kicked in maybe two years later in the um in the sense of like I was heavy into the the blog era of of dressing and shout out to um shout out to the Insta Real guys for this shout out to Insta Real for this Jeff. for this podcast man this podcast is fucking amazing um and getting it's just unpacking the blog era but anyway like. One of the prominent things in the blog era was when you had a wallet that was like in the front, like on your, like that you clipped to your belt. Okay. Yeah. So I used to do that all the time. It's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> when I look back I, I, and I see photos, I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Like a think, very expensive not, wallet just hanging in the front. I don't just, think it's, it's not that, it's not that bad, man. It's not as bad as bedazzled belts. 
Yeah, no, yeah, I, I can't do no better. Like, I, I, and like, and it's crazy because it's like you know, like I had those grandmothers that would be like, pull up your pants. So it was like you know, I just just have to just stay out all day because yeah. I feel like coming into adjusted because it was yeah. just so. Mind you, because you know those those pants was kind of difficult to like just keep around your waist and mm-hmm. shit like that. So just to make sure like you had your pants properly, like hanging off and shit <laughs> with the belt buckle and and you know and the t- it just was a lot. It was yeah. a lot of work. It was like a balance in that. I'll yeah, tell you that. it is a lot. Um, I can imagine like the fashion times, man. But yeah, Jim man. Jim influenced a lot of that. Yeah. I, I'll give him that. He was influential. And then even going back to like what he said about Pusha, was kind of crazy. Well. It was kind of crazy, but do you feel like Pusha... Do you feel like people was trying to dress like Pusha? Because I saw outrage with that. I don't feel like people was trying to dress like Pusha. I think I think um, what people make the mistake is is that like Pharrell kind of gets all of the credit mm-hmm. for a lot of the stuff for like they feel like the skater wear. And I think that people don't understand that like they were people were like looking at what Pharrell wore, but like also looking at what the clips were. It's just that they were kind of like it a was tandem. like Pharrell. It was like Pharrell presents the clips, mm-hmm. so. But like no, a lot of people was fucking because it was there's certain big things that Pusha T and Malice wore that that Pharrell never wore that people yeah. were like getting because of because of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like they actually are in that realm. It's just that some people know, some people don't. Yeah, like a lot of my friends from Harlem, like when I have that conversation, they was like, "Well, we was fucking with Babe because Wayne wore the Hustle music video." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, that's what a whole fucking and they said a Hustle music video and the, and the Complex magazine cover." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, that's what a whole Mr. Meek's two argument came from yeah. because." He got that from them. When they went to New Orleans and record what happened to that boy with Birdman, like, you know, and, like, Perot was working with them and shit like that. Like, it was a good working relationship, and they gave, you know, them, like, a lot of swag because it was a process of helping Wayne, like, build his solo artist image. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, Birdman had started letting Wayne rap about other things besides New Orleans shit. Mm -hmm. So... It's like a whole back and forth. It's kind of just like if you know, like you really know, but like so, like I had, like shout out to my boy Eli. Um, he basically said, like he was like, like he he basically said like, Pusha T is like a nobody, and essentially he was like that nigga rap good, but he's a nobody, and like I had to just realize like I was like, you just don't know. Like I just had to leave it at that. Like you, like I get impassioned about shit, but like and y'all know how much I love Pusha T. I really had to just look at it, just look at it and be like, okay, you just don't know. Yeah, you, just yeah. no convincing you any different. I have those moments all the time because I have a very I have a very opinionated older brother. So when we have conversations and in the middle of it, of me talking, I'll just stop and I'll be like, yeah, no, there's no point to this because I'm not about to, I'm not going to change your mind. This is just going to keep going. It's just going to snowball into something else and he's never going to see where I'm coming from. Cause he's so fixed in what he believes. I made like, the I made the biggest mistake of getting into an argument with your big brother. Oh my god, that shit lasted three days. Yeah, no, it's it's not gonna go anywhere. That that's just that's just who he is and what he believes. Shout out to shout out to CJ. Yeah. But um, but as far as this album, I already named my likes and dislikes. You named your likes. I don't think you named your dislikes. Oh um, sure, I can give you my dislikes. The Tupac joint is number one. <laughs> Um, I'm in love with a thug. Terrible. Honey mm-hmm. been terrible. Just mm-hmm. balling. Terrible. Mm-hmm. What you been drinking on, I think, is a bad song. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this? Bad song. And Jimmy, bad song. Um, I think what is this would have sounded much better with Joel's on it. Yeah, man. man. Like, I even wrote it. We balling sucks. Like, <laughs> I think I just wrote that out. Like, I, I, wrote, just... I wrote, I'd never listen to this. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> <laughs> this, this laugh. 
I just like I just couldn't believe it. Like um, I I don't know. Um, nah, okay. So penitentiary chances, we gotta talk about this. Like mm-hmm. especially since we talk about a hollow rapper, right? There's a verse where Jim Jones says, "I got the D on my ass right now." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. He was talking about the, the, the undercover detective. It don't even matter what he talking about. That's insane. <laughs> I feel like in some in some alternate universe or when this album was being made, Cam probably heard this and was like, "I'm not gonna be on this album. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna be on this album." Go ahead, put it out, but don't even mention me. <laughs> like, yo, if you put this out, don't mention me. If I'm not, I don't, I could be wrong. I don't think Cam is the pit on the gym shows out. So, um. I think he's on, no, he's on Capo. He's on Capo? Okay. He's on Capo. Okay. Yeah. That, like, I, I started, I've, I've listened to, actually, I, I listened to Capo, but like, one time. Yeah, Capo's a good album. But. Yeah, I don't I don't live with Jim Jones albums anymore. I, I just checked out on him. Yeah. But yo, like think about how think about that. That's ten years it took him ten years to give Cam a feature. I mean yeah. to give Jim a feature. Yeah, because he I mean shit. He didn't have it figured out yet. This is the early state. That's why I think I also wanted to do this album, because this is um this is also the early stages of uh of of him coming into his own, you know? Um and he and I'm glad he found his way because this early shit, man. And if you guys can't tell by now, my rating is not gonna be that great. <laughs> I got the it's crazy, crazy. Um, but okay, let's get to your rating. <laughs> I want to hear this rating. Um, I give it two out of five waffles. Okay. Um, for this album, like, uh, it wasn't. It, you got to think about it. Jim Jones was a person who kind of like kind of did everything on his own. Um. As 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 far as like he went and got a fucking solo record deal, had no proof that he could be a good rapper, and you know he he literally just he kind of just wing binged it. So mm-hmm. I, I tip my hat off to that man. Okay, I give this a one and a half, one and a half out of five waffles. Um, Jesus, bro. the this is the lowest rating you've ever given an album. I think it probably is. I think so. And you um, wanted to do this album. I wanted to. I wanted to do this album because I really wanted to listen to a Jim Jones album. It's been a while, especially an early Jim Jones album. I really feel like if you would have told me that, I would have picked a way better album. Like, um, but I guess maybe this just this makes for good for good content. <laughs> um, but I genuinely went into this album trying to, you know, I wanted to listen to the early makings of Jimmy as a rapper. Um, and this album made me appreciate where he is now. Like, cause I think he came such a long way. I think back then he was just trying it out and then he kind of learned his way as he went on. Cause his catalog only got better, which is great. Um, he got later made songs like Emotionless, which I love. Right. Um, so I appreciate Jim for where he is now and he's experimenting more and that little bag that he had around this time where he was working with all these Southern artists, um, was great. You know, yeah, he, he had DJ Ankh. He, he was taking the, um... The 50 Cent Rock. Yeah, DJ Unk, Rich Boy. He was working with all these people back then. He had all these features. Um, it was great. I, I got to see him kind of like, you know, dust off, dust himself off and try some shit. But um, but this album just didn't do it for me. He got he got some songs on here that I like, but the only one that I will revisit is Summer with Miami. That's like the golden goose of this album, you know? 
that was the only reason why I wanted to do this album. Because I was like, well, let me just check this out. See how this is. It's such a strong title. Harlem, Diary of a Summer. It's so like... Yeah, Harlem yeah. Summers are crazy. You know? Let me get let me get into this. Like, it made me excited to want to get into it. And I don't think I got much from it. You know? Well, no. I don't... Not that I don't think. I didn't. I didn't get much from it. Damn, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, but... That's not to compare it to his recent onslaught of words about the current rap game and anything like that. Completely separate from that, because I like I like Jim's perspective. I like hearing him speak about shit. Um, but yeah, I don't need this Man, album. To God. I don't need this album. Crazy. We can close out on that. Do you got anything else to nah, add? No, we can close out. We All can right. Finish up. All right, but okay. Don't take my rating for just for as like all, end all be all. I encourage y'all, as always, for the past 200 episodes, we always encourage you guys to listen to the album yourself, give it your own rating, see how you feel. Come back to us. Let us know how you feel. Um, Rank, subscribe, like, you know, let us know how you feel. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. We are out of here. Thank you, guys. Dip set. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, dun.